Number 34 for San Antonio with the bucket, Jock Landell from down under. Played collegiately at St. Mary's in California. Knicks with 18 three-point field goals. That's Landell with the three. He represented Australia, excuse me, Clyde in the Olympics, won a bronze medal. Yeah, NBA Australia, hey, gone. It's NBA starts Wednesday, hump day, December eight. That's right, Wednesday, December eight. I'm. Where's the year gone, bro? Have you got your Christmas shopping done? The squid and I went out today. Had to get some more Chrissy lights. I bought the wrong ones. It's all good now, though. <laughs> he went absolutely mad. It was hilarious. Anyway. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Uh, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It's all going on, I'll tell you that much. Uh, we're repping Stray just a little bit. That's what we do. We also don't take things too seriously. Well, but we take entertainment seriously. <laughs> we leave the really serious talk to the nerds. God, they love that. Uh, but today, the Pacers, they are open for business, it sounds like. We've got more trade rumblings. Dame had a hit piece out about him. Uh, apparently co-authored by Woj and Neil O'Shea. Uh, and CJ McCollum has a collapsed lung. Jeez. Anyway, three games today. We're going to cover that in the NBA straight game wraps. We've got That's the Night Knife, Old May No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got the Year Nas. We've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day. And we've got our back takehouse. We were serving up a flame girl tank. Uh, there's a very pretty uh, hefty Australian player watch because I'm going to do some yelling about that. And a uh, great moment in NBA Australia State history featuring the one and only Mark Bradkey. Oh, nice. Uh, we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow. It's a huge day. Huge. 13 games tomorrow. Yoish. And we'll finish off with the Greenies Green Thumb real quick. Maybe. If I have enough time, we'll see how we go. <laughs> All right. Episode 715 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world out here, making your pain look good. Offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels because Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. So go check it out. It's gnarly. It's better than the one, better than the two, and in fact, better than the three. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. Seriously, we were like uh, some of the first few folks to try the 4.0. Love it. Love it. Blown away by it. Absolutely blown away. Just like, oh, wow. This makes sorting out your junk very, very easy. Wireless, wireless charging, waterproof. I'll tell you what, it's got a light. That's in like That's like next level stuff. I love it. The best part, though, is the uh, ceramic blade. The old advanced skin-safe technology. That's right. The Ginger Palace is just like this house. No bloody nicks. No bloody nicks. Love it. Don't have to explain any nicks. Don't have to feel weird about it. You can shave with confidence. It's great. And basically, it comes into the idea of, like, look, if you're using 
your face trimmer on your nuts and then using it back on your face. That's gross. Come on, man. Grow up. Get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped. Make me time the best time and get 20% off for free shipping with the code STRAYER. Your balls will thank you and so will anybody else who goes anywhere near or around them, which is really what it's all about. It's not just for you. It's for those who have to deal with that. <laughs> so 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. They've also got a whole big range of other men's grooming products. Go check it out. So you get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Uh, you better, especially if you're Anthony Davis. Hey, hey, Shaq, what do you reckon this team needs to do? Oh, big man needs to be, big man needs to be dominant. Big man needs to be dominant. And you got to be, big man, you got to be dominant. Thanks, Shaq. Now, you just said the same thing that you've said for literally every show of TV you've ever been on. Nah, thanks, man. Uh, Anthony Davis getting got by both Shaq and Chuck was pretty gnarly. And uh, kind of responded a little bit today. We'll get to that in the uh, game wraps. Uh, right, we'll start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the Daily. Whip around. CJ McCollum has mentioned a collapsed lung. Holy shit. Uh, bit crazy. So, what is it? Neuromorothorax. Neuromorothorax? Sure. I'm a doctor. <laughs> no, I am not. Uh it's a weird one. So no one, like, it's an indefinite timetable to return for CJ McCollum up there in Portland. He also did have some uh, nice quotes about how much he loves Portland and how much he doesn't think it's Dame doing the anonymous sources dealio and trying to get him traded. It's got, like, a 316-acre property or some shit. Jesus. It's unreal. Good on you, CJ. Uh, so he loves Portland. Very clearly doesn't want to go. Just saying. This might not be... Nah, it's not related. But still, uh, collapsed lung is nothing to fuck around with. There have been other instances, though, of this happening. Terrence Jones, uh, Gerald Wallace, I think, had one too, right? So they return within, like, a couple of weeks. Basically, as soon as the lungs are right, you should be laughing. But, Jesus, pretty fucking serious. Um, the craziest part is the poor Blazers. They play the Warriors tomorrow. No Anthony Simons, no Benny Thriftshop McLemore, no Nasir Little, and no the Bank Cody Zeller. I think they're all questionable. Dame and CJ are also out, so... Look, hopefully some of those dudes return, but fuck, otherwise, brutal scenes there for Portland. Oh, the new Zion! Multiple sources have him reporting into about 330 pounds. That's, uh, pretty big. <laughs> That's, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty big. Zion, mate, I know you get a busted foot. I've been there, done that. Uh, you can do stuff. That doesn't involve you turning in the world's biggest bastard. Just saying. Let's do a sit-up, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. 330 pounds. It's massive. Bigger than Shaq. <laughs> Unreal. Anyway, look, hopefully he comes back soon. I just need Zion playing. That's all I want. Dame! So we got more reports. Jesus, they're just endless, aren't they? This one was in The Athletic and uh, Bleacher Report. Basically, just, you know, the sort of, oh, nah, man, look, they want to uh, start trading Nurkic or Covington before any other blokes, man, hey, 
And Dame's like he wants to play with like a uh, defensive-minded wing bro like Ben Simmons or Jalen Brown or Aaron Gordon. What I want to know is how Aaron Gordon got on that list. <laughs> like, holy shit. Uh, Woj also into this big hit piece on ESPN that very clearly, like, he Mr. Edited that one to... Uh, that was Schefter, right? Schefter to the Washington general manager, etc. at the time. Um, on the NFL, NFL side of things. Yeah, it feels like Woj, like, Mr. Edited this with Neil O'Shea. Like, holy shit. Does this sound right, Mr. Editor? Uh, so there's no enthusiasm to grant Lillard his massive contract extension through the 2026-2027 season. In fact, several executives told ESPN they'd be far more interested in the Blazers' job with ownership's blessing to move Lillard sooner rather than later. Jeez, can you tell Woj hates Dame? <laughs> Is it because Dame has never like leaked any of his shit through uh, Woj and Woj's... Probably one of the pettiest journalists you'll ever see out there because you can track his uh, anger and his fuck you-edness via who he does and doesn't report on and via, and like basically how he takes sides. That's just good journalism, obviously. Fucking hell. Uh, but either way, look, Dame, there is talk that he wants to stick around in Portland. He wants to get the big Supermax extra extension on top of his Supermax contract, uh, which are basically paying an extra hundred odd million over the last two, an extra two years of his contract, uh, essentially to give him one of the uh, the single most highest paid NBA one year contract at one point, I think it'd be topping fifty five million, which is pretty nuts, obviously, because he'd be old as shit at that point. So, and Paul and a kind of like I don't know, man. Look at John Wall. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess it, but still, Dame is a better player, and it's kind of crazy that we're even in this position. If he was healthy and playing well, I don't know. This would be a little bit different, but it's a bit tricky at the moment. Either way, the Woj article is just a fucking uh, line up a bunch of shots of Dame and just pop them off all at once. It's fucking crazy. And otherwise, like, we just won't have any goddamn, like, sort of vibe on what's going to happen in this situation, do we? Like, there's just none because they're trying to still figure out if they hire a firm to get candidates for their GM job and stuff. So who knows what's going to happen? Probably nothing in the near term, but it's all going to come down to Jody Allen and what she wants uh, the you know direction of the actual franchise to go in. Speaking of which, the Pacers will fucking trade anybody, bro. So Herb Simon, according to Shams, uh, he's always demanded the Pacers put the best possible product out there on the court, but now he's 87. He's like, fuck it, let's rebuild. But they don't want to do the uh, long-term process or a tankathon, but... It does feel like they're kind of uh, pretty happy to just move on from whoever the fuck you want. So essentially that means that they're apparently moving towards a rebuild receptive to trade talks on Karis LeVert and either Demata Sabonis or Miles Turner. Yeah, no shit. Which makes the idea of them re-signing El Presidente Malcolm Brogdon this offseason all the fucking dumber. You idiots. What are you doing? Uh, in other paces, so basically paces are like, yep, come on, come at us with your best trade offers. What do you got? Let's see them. Because we don't like this. <laughs> this is bad. Rick Carlisle's like, fuck, man, what have I signed on for? Uh, and meanwhile, TJ McConnell also had surgery. He had torn ligaments in his right hand. He's expected to miss several months. So that might be him done for the season. You never know. So here's hoping TJ comes back. And the other last little bit of news, the Vax vibes. So the NBA is now basically saying if you're not fully vaccinated, you <laughs> won't be able to go to Canada to play in Toronto. 
because uh, the Canadian government need everybody entering Canada to be fully vaccinated. Smart. And uh, so any unvaccinated NBA player with the, you know, the old weird visa status that you go leaving the country and then coming back won't be able to come back into the US either. So, yeah, that could be fucky. Basically, you can't go. If you go overseas in the all-star break or you have to go play Toronto, you can't if you're not vaccinated. So <laughs> good job, you idiots. Sort that shit out, George Hill. Uh, and finally, Ben Simmons uh, fined, at the moment, it's cop 6.3 million bucks worth of fines at the moment. So hope it's all worth it, Benny. Uh, right, let's do some game reps from today. Game reps, 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 game reps. Game reps brought to you by nobody at the moment. Let's do it. Brooklyn, they beat the Mavericks 102.99 in an absolute belter. Nets were down massive, down 17. Uh... It looked a bit weird and funky for most of this game. Dallas kind of had it under control, but never really... Even though they got up 17, they weren't really on song. And the Nets, they sort of fought back a little in the third quarter, but the Mavs were still up 11 going into the fourth. And then bang! 16-4 to four run! Boom! KD's hitting shot. Harden is hitting shots. Patty Thrills. Merrill's is hitting shots. The Nets take the lead halfway through the fourth. That entire lead was gone in like five minutes. Uh, Luca and Zinger, the extreme Zinger mill, he was not supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. He was well off. They missed 10 straight between them uh, for a run there. Luca at one point had no field goals in the second half until he hit just an insane three with about five and a half minutes left in the game. And it sort of just goes back and forth. We get to a point where... The Mavs have to foul, and Nick Claxton's out there at the end of the game. You're like, well, that's good. Good on you, Nick Claxton. Unfortunately, he misses uh, two free throws. <laughs> so the Mavs, still down three, have a chance to tie it. All comes down the last possession. Turns out they kind of get two possessions. They launch one, miss, uh, get the ball back. They can't get a clear shot. Pass around the perimeter. Hardaway fakes KD out, gets a clean look, just clanks it. Game over. Mavs lose again. They stick up. No shit, though. Hardaway was 0 of 6 at this point from downtown. Like, they weren't exactly running the play for him. It was kind of like a, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Who can we get open? Oh, it's Hardaway. Ah, shoot. Bang. Gone. And I think the Mavs outside of Luca and Dory Infinity Smith were 2 of 26 from 3 today. So, not ideal. And not going to win. Two. They were 9 of 46 overall from downtown. That's 19%. 9 of 46. What are you doing? Brutal. They're just bad. Uh, Luca at 28, 6, and 9 was yelling at uh, just players at different points of the game. <laughs> He's like, where? What? Harden like walked around him on the perimeter and there was no help defense and uh, Luca just cracked it. Anyway, the 28, 6, and 9, not bad. He had 9 of 21 shooting. He went, oh, wait for it. Oh, what's he done? He's only gone and done it. Luca was 3-11 from the floor. You love to see that. Well, from three. Three of 11. Uh, <laughs> it just never gets old. I love that. The Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Wasn't bad. Six. Look, it kind of impacted the game a bit, but this is the thing. You watch them play, and Luca and Zinger, you can see the potential. It just never fucking works, though. Like, Zinger will just do this and have, like, a 6 or 17 shooting night. You're like, 
But, God, hit those shots, Singer. What are you doing, mate? 17, 12, and 5. On paper, not bad. The eye test, fucking horrible. 15 and 6 for Dorian Finney-Smith. Good on him. Uh, Reggie Bullock, sniper alert! Guess what? Still shit. We'll talk about him in a second. Hardaway Lesser, 0 of 7 from downtown. 5 of 14 overall. 11 points. Even Jalen Brunson, 10 and 3. Not good. The Nets, 24 and 7 for KD. He was awesome. Spoiler alert. He's very good. Uh, Harden at 23, 9 and 12. Shot 7 and 13, but really was awesome late. Attacking the rim, sort of getting to the spots he needed to. Putting dudes on skates. It was uh, pretty good of Harden. And I kind of predicted that yesterday. Like, gets back to Texas. He's in the Rippers. They're a bit bigger than he's uh, used to back there in Brooklyn. He's a bit happier. I love it. Uh, 15 and 5 for LaMarcus Aldridge. Just out there living his best life. Comes back from retirement. Yeah, they're crushing it. Patty had 10. Bloodsport, James Johnson had 12. And Dallas stink. They're 11 and 12. Brooklyn, 17 and 7. That's a big win. Being down 17 points in this. Coming back. Having a bit of fucking hat. You're on the road. You're in Dallas. They beat them. Bloody good. The Knickerbockers also won in Texas. They beat the San Antonio Bandera Spurs 121-109. The Knicks made a million threes. That's how they won this. I was watching this with the squid. So I had the squid today. This is why it's going to be a uh, quick show today because it's already late. Uh, He's like, Dad, why are we watching lots of basketball on different screens? I'm like, it's only two. A, you need to settle the fuck down. B, this is what we're doing. You don't fucking... <laughs> what are you talking about? I want to watch Octonauts. I don't care. We're watching basketball. I'm like, who do you want to win out of yellow and green? He's like, yellow. I'm like, wrong answer. <laughs> no Lakers in this house. Thank you very much. Anyway, I promise I'm an okay dad. Uh, RJ Barrett looked fucking great in this one. He had seven threes. It was awesome. But as a team, watching this one, the Knicks just looked fresher and more ready. Like, the Spurs played yesterday... They're a younger team, but they just looked a little bit worn out with the uh, game yesterday, the travel and everything. Uh, and you sort of saw it in the second and third quarters. The Knicks just sort of out-executed. They actually got some really, really good energy and everything off the uh, bench time and time again, actually, from quickly D-Rose, Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping, Obi Toppin. The other Mitch Robinson, and, uh, yeah, they just kind of stymied the Spurs pretty handily. So, look, Derek White had 26-6-7. DeJunte Murray couldn't get going. Uh he had 15, 7, and 7, but just not enough elsewhere. Right? Like Teenage Mutant Yakupertle had 12 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. But Lonnie Walker was like 1 of 7. Forbes went 2 of 6 from 3. Bryn, your mum's best mate. For his 12 points, 2 of 6 from downtown. Uh, they just couldn't keep up. 12 of 31 from 3 versus 18 of 38. That'll do it. And the Knicks, they just couldn't miss from downtown. RJ, career high 7 of 8 from 3. Ends up with 32. Bloody hell, that's good. Burks ends up with 18 as well. He played his uh, ass off. Quickly had 16, 12 for D-Rose, 11 and 14 for Mitch. Julius with the 15, 7 and 7. Look, you're just waiting for him to turn the corner. I don't know what's going on, but he wasn't bad. But there was also times where you're like, uh, what is what is Julius doing? RJ's playing out of his skin. Julius, move the fucking ball, mate. Either way, the Spurs are now 8 and 15. New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. I believe that means they're back up to 12 and 12, I believe. I hope that's right. Yes, it is. <laughs> Good job, me. Finally, the Boston Celtics, green versus yellow, lost in LA to the Lakers. 117-102. The squid deciding that he liked yellow more than green was a heartbreaker. But hey, what can you do? First four minutes, it was gnarly of this, wasn't it? Tatum had 14 and the Lakers had eight. 
<laughs> he went five of five. He went four of four from now down. It was awesome. Uh, but the Lakers settled, and this might have been the best game, all-round game, from their big three so far this season. Rusty has been awesome uh, the last sort of, I don't know, five, six games, and so has LeBron when he's been on the court. And it just it seems to be clicking just that little bit better. And it clicked very, very well. Like, LeBron woke up in that second quarter. AD was getting involved instead of getting dunked on. And they rested sort of control of it away in the second quarter. And then, bang, the third quarter. Rusty! He had 15 points in the third quarter, just attacking the rim time after time. And it was a different look. They outscored him 31-20, and that was kind of the game. Like, Boston needed an 8-1 and one run in the fourth to get it down to 13. But boom, like two turnovers later, it was like back out to 19 out of nowhere and the game was over. Uh, so without Jalen Brown, the Celtics just don't have enough firepower to keep up with a team like the Lakers, especially when Shooter's shit, smart, can't hit anything. They're just, you sort of look at that bench and go, well, we've got Peyton Pritchett. All right, we've got Aaron Naismith. It's like, yeah. And they're not giving you fucking shit. Like, they're doing little bits where every Boston fan talks themselves into going, oh, well, there's lots of potential there. It's like, yeah. Potential's all well and good, but what are they actually giving you? <laughs> Not much. Graham Williams, he played a lot, it felt like today. And he, like, at one point met AD at the rim, forced a jump ball, and did fucking nothing else apart from turning over and just look shit. Like, Pritchard hit two threes, but Jesus. Uh, Tatum ends up with 34, goes 5 or 7 from downtown. Had five turnovers, and, of course, we had to hear the stories about how much he fucking idolized Kobe. Always hilarious. Sure that I am German, Toronto! Against his old team, one of six for his 10 points. Brutal. Uh, average Al Horford, seven and eight. Time Lord, though, Robert Williams, he was awesome. 13 points, dunking on everyone, destroying AD. Marcus Smart, though, this is kind of like the problem. Two of seven, six points, six assists, three turnovers, just not good enough. In a game like this, it's like you need the Marcus Smart fucking where did that come from game, and it was not there. Uh, Josh Richardson, sure, he had 11. Who cares? The Lakers... LeBron James. Dropping 30 pieces. On 13 of 19 shooting. Fuck. Hell. AD at 17 and 16 with three assists, two steals, and two blocks. Yep, can play. Rusty at 24 points, 11 assists, went 9 of 16 from the floor. Tell you what, that's pretty bloody good. Westbrook, of late, has been going just pretty okay. And I'm fine with it. Like, you know me, love Rusty. And everyone's kind of like, oh, geez, it's kind of like he's finally hit that mid-season form now, bro. And in these last games, yeah, our last eight games, he's averaging 23.5 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. He's shooting 50% from the floor, 36% from three, and 72% from free throw line. So, yeah, not bad, not bad. Meanwhile, LeBron's crushing it as well. Melo, is it me you're looking for? Camelo Anthony at nine. Cool. Uh, THT is dynamite. He was pretty bad early. Uh, stuck the boot in late. Good on you, <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker. 12 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Malik Monk had 10. Look, they just got enough from everybody to just kick the crap out of the Celtics, and that's what they did. Both Boston and LA are 13 and 12, and let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's a knife. LeBron James took over that game at times. So Rusty was the one who really sort of uh, put the pedal to the metal. But LeBron, it was interesting to watch him like in that second quarter. Just have those moments where he's like, nah, yeah, nah, let's not lose this one. And just the game turned. 
almost on that. So Tatum gets off to the hot start. LeBron just sort of wakes up, just goes, mm, nah, not today, pal, not today. 13 to 19 for his 30 points. He was awesome. Four rebounds, five assists, crushed it. But also, I want to give this to KD because he did everything in this game. And it's kind of like one of those things where Luke is like, nah, man, I'm fucking good. And Kevin Durant's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Sit down, you idiot. Uh, he only had the 24 points, but, you know, the 10 and 22 shooting, not bloody bad. The block that he had late that essentially gave the Nets the chance to win this game was huge. He did get, you know, faked out by Tim Hardaway the lesser on that uh, potential game tying three, but shit. The only reason they're in the position to win the game was Kevin Durant. And uh, the best part, of, I think, about the approved performance of the night being was KD after the game was, I know people might be concerned about my minutes and I got injured before and all this extra shit, but we'll figure it out if I get there. Right now, I want to play basketball. I might play 48 minutes tomorrow just because fuck y'all. Give y'all something to talk about. Oh, what a legend. Kevin Durant. I love fuck you, Kevin Durant. And I love it in actual quotes, not on the internet. <laughs> uh, KD, just on my, on my keyboard, I'm just going to talk out, talk some stuff and like dunk on everybody. be funny. But Kevin Durant, LeBron James, a couple of good in uh, NBA Australia approved performances. Of the night, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. What about spot of the night? Spud, 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 of the night. Denny Schroeder, I am German Rondo. Shop like actual Rondo today. With the one of six from the floor for his ten points. But the Mavericks, I mentioned this, outside of Luca and Dorian Finney-Smith. Two of 26 from downtown. That is absolutely brutal. And you know one of my favorite punching bags at the moment is uh, your man, Reggie. Sniper alert! Bullock, three of ten today for his six points, but an absolutely putrid 0 of six from downtown. Obviously, Hardaway the Lesser goes 0 of seven. But uh, Hardaway the Lesser isn't out there trying to pick fights with people shitting on him for uh, riding Sniper Alert on his shoes. And ever since, Reggie Bullock went after people dunking on him for riding Sniper Alert on his shoes. He's gone 6 of 30 from downtown since uh, doing that. So I'm no math magician, (laughs) but 6 of 30, uh, last I checked, isn't fucking good. Sniper Alert! Six at 30. Reggie, and this is the problem with the Mavs. I mean, they thought the Reggie Bullock signing was the thing that's like, all right, we get ourselves a 3 and D wing. We're going to be fucking gnarly. He's going to fit awesome next to... No, it has not happened. Bullock has been one of the off, uh, off-season signing busts of the season, and it's not even close. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, I mentioned this on uh, the old socials. Jock Landale and Josh Greeny Green. Tell you what, I don't know what more they've got to do to get a little bit more playing time, but Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em Landale came out at five points in two minutes today, and Greeny, every time he gets on the court, just does a little bit of something, something. And you're like, Jason Kidd, are you fucking awake when you're putting him out there? Cripes. There's just no point when, like, they're definitely old mate, no mates, because they're just not getting anything more than the garbage time, and it fucking sucks. All they've done is literally, between the two of them, not miss a shot so far in December. Seriously. Neither of them, the, uh, neither of them have miffed, missed an in, like a shot 
all December in their combined bunch of games, 20-odd minutes added up. Uh, I think it might be up to like 26 minutes after today's game. But, jeez, Greeny, Jock Landau, definitely old mate, no mates with their fucking coaching staffs. All you've got is a couple of young gun Australians. Get them out there. What have we learnt in the past? Just fucking play them, mate. Just play them. Pantsing of the night. Pantsing of the night, Time Lord. Absolutely fucking yammed on Anthony Davis uh, on an alley-oop. There's actually a beautiful picture that is literally poster-worthy of it. Uh, I think the Celtics tweeted it out. It is fucking amazing. Time Lord is up there. Looks like he's fucking levitating. He's up so high. And he's kind of just casually just destroying Anthony Davis. So that's definitely a bit of a pantsing when we do say, oh, poster, he posted him. And then you never actually get to see a sick photo of it. This one actually comes with a poster. Yeah, you better believe that's a pantsing. Uh, and finally, who was better than Lonzo Ball today? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. RJ Barrett. It's about time. So this is uh, RJ Barrett starts hearing his name being bandied about in trade rumors, decides, oh, yeah, that's right. I better start playing good again, huh? (laughs) He was awesome today, though. 7 of 8 from downtown. He shoots 11 of 20 overall. 32 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. RJ Barrett today. What, a number 3 pick better than a number 2 pick? So good stuff. RJ Barrett today better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some Yanaz right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, beautiful day for it today. Uh, you got ashes going on. You've got a whole summer ahead of you of no lockdowns. So you better go bring the bottle out. Don't go to the bottle and get the Omicron. You don't need that Omicron Percy I ate. Get the bottle out to come to you with the dailyliquor.com. They'll bring it to your door, Rona free. They've got amazing beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need. Bob's your uncle. Nobody misses out. Be over 18. Be in the Melbourne metro area and you get same day delivery if you order before noon. So go check out thedailyliquor.com, and if you bang in the code STRAYA, you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA, an absolutely beautiful beer that you can drink all day around. I'll tell you that much. I mean, if you need a 7 a.m. beer, hey, that's on you, man, not me. <laughs> Either way, use the code STRAYA at thedailyliquor.com. Get a free sixer. Thank me later. Right, yeah, nah time. Take a bunch of NBA storylines, decided whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, the Mavs. They've lost eight of ten, five in a row at home. Should we just blame Jason Kidd? Yeah, nah. Oh, yeah, I'm tempted to. Because this is really essentially the same team as last year, basically, but they're worse. There's a couple of tinkering little bits around the edges, but, like, as I mentioned, Reggie Bullock, who just can't hit a fucking shot. 
But at the same time, Jason Kidd today says, oh, yeah, we're a jump shooting team that's not making jump shots. Jeez, Jason, if only there was someone in charge who could maybe look at changing that. What a world. Who could that be? Oh, you, you fucking idiot. You're the coach. Jesus. Talk about failing upwards. So friend of the show, Chris Anstey, put out a uh, great poll today asking who had the better career, like Steve Nash or Jason Kidd. And I sort of landed on Kidd. Uh, just probably had a bigger impact for a longer time, right? Like three finals, wins a title in 2011, more All-NBA teams, more All-Star teams, no MVPs, but was also probably, what, a top five player for probably longer than Nash was. And Nash wins two MVPs, but never makes the finals, etc. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I feel like I feel pretty good about that. Meanwhile, you look at their coaching careers and you're like, fucking give me Steve Nash two billion times out of ten. Like, holy fuck, kid. I mean, at what point do you have to go, oh, right, are we sure he's not... Is he, is he an idiot? I don't know, man. Like, none of their schemes work. They just look really disorganized on D. There just doesn't seem to be a plan for a lot of the shit they do beyond give the ball to Luca and just hope for the best. Like, you feel like someone trying to figure out how Zinger and uh, Luca work together. Maybe a heady, smart, hugely awesome basketball IQ former point guard would be able to, but not so far. Ugh, just gross. Hate it. And uh, I don't know, we talked about this before the start of the season. Would the Mavs actually even have kid by the end of the season? And you watch games like this and you're like, yeah, why the fuck would they? Like Cuban's smart enough and rich enough to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to cut my losses. Fuck this, I'm out. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. Jason, Ah, should LeBron be more supportive of Frank Vogel? Yeah, nah. Well, this is a good one. So it was asked yesterday... Uh, where the criticism of Vogel was fair and LeBron started to answer and then he laughs and then he goes, I think criticism comes with the job, you know. Frank is a strong-minded guy. He has a great coaching staff and we as his players have to do a better job of going out and producing on the floor. Yeah, nah, I mean, fucking yeah. He should be more supportive of Frank Vogel. Will he though? Nah, because it's LeBron. Just ask fucking Spo or David Blatt. Or Luke Walton. I mean, what do you expect? LeBron's like the scorpion and the frog. Like, hey, man, you reckon you carry me across this river? And the coach is like, oh, yeah, not a problem, LeBron. You're really good. Guess what? I stung ya. Fuck you. Boom, you're dead. But we're going to both die now. What are you doing, LeBron? Nah, man, this is my way of inspiring motherfuckers. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to do this to every frog. <laughs> Classic LeBron. Uh, what I don't get, though... Is LeBron, like, how hard is it for him just to go, you know, what are you talking about? He's fucking great. Vogel won the fucking title with this, like, 14 months ago. Shut up. He's fine. He's awesome. We need to play better. It's very easy. Instead, he's like, oh, well, you know, criticism comes with the job, you know. everyone. He's got a great coaching staff. LeBron, how hard is it just to play a straight fucking bat with this shit? Jesus. Anyway, and then a great one from Jesse Kikau. Kikau? Kikau, yeah. Yeah, nah, Will Pops realise that Landale is good by the end of the season? Or is he too fucked in their head? It's not like they need to tank to get picks. They won't make the play in regardless. Yeah, nah, this is a great one because you know me. Look, I actually brought this up, was it yesterday, about 
Pop having had Andrew Gaze, Shane Hill, Patty Mills, and Aaron Bangers Baines, and never figured out how to use fucking any of them. I will turn Patty Mills into like a super six man, bro. Meanwhile, he's crushing it as a fucking starter in Brooklyn when he's older in hell now. And Pop has just wasted fucking most of his career. Meanwhile, Landau's coming off the bench, playing three minutes, not missing shots, crushing it. And Pop's like, nah, man, I better play Drew Eubanks a bit more. Fuck. Never let Bangers shoot threes. I don't know, man. But So Jesse's question, is he too fucked in the, in the head? It's going to be a weird one for the Spurs because they're not going to make the play in probably. You know? Like, there's too many good teams ahead of them. They're very clearly like a young building, not a rebuilding team, but a building team. Like, they're basically in the 12 spot. There are 11 teams ahead of them, obviously. And maybe Portland drop off. Maybe they can fight with Sacramento. But at the same time, like, cool. You're making the 10 seed. The Spurs should just be playing Landale and seeing what they've got. He and Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl, let's fucking go. This is the thing. He took ages to play Jakob Pertl as well, though. So the hope is they bring Landale along. This is obviously the plan. It's his first year. But still, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em has been playing professional basketball for a little while now. Like, just give him a fucking go. The same goes for Josh Green. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Uh, so this is one, like, just as I was watching the Lakers game, you're like, yeah, they're going to be fine. They've still got LeBron. They've still got AD. They've got Rusty. Rusty's been good. This sort of shit just takes time, and, like, we're all going to jump off and jump on bandwagons and shit really fucking quickly. I mean, look at everybody losing their minds about Washington, etc. early on, right? But the thing is, they did bring in a completely new fucking point guard in Rusty Westbrook, and... Like they're just going to figure out how that fits with LeBron and AD. They're slowly doing that. And sure, the Celtics didn't have Jalen Brown today, but look, Charles Barkley saying that the Lakers will be in the play-in tournament and all that sort of stuff. I think the Lakers will be fine. They'll rattle off one of those weird win streaks where you're like, wait, have they won like eight straight? Holy shit, out of nowhere. And you're like, oh yeah, cool, because they've got LeBron and AD and Rusty. The thing is, they'll also add some other dudes around the edges and uh, figure what, figure out what works and what doesn't. Try to get a couple more defensive-minded dudes in there. And off they go. <sighs> it's an unpopular opinion because it's like, yeah. Meanwhile, you got teams like, I don't know, the Pacers with a new coach. It just seems like it doesn't want to work at all. The Mavs with a new coach, but the same fucking team. And you're like, well, I don't know what we need to wait and see. Like, the coach just might be shit. <laughs> uh, well, he was shitting his last gig and he was shitting his gig before that uh but maybe now he's good no he's just shit anyway but the lakers will be fine uh outback takehouse for today though it's wednesday at outback and you know what that means oh yeah i think i hid an echidna in the car so i chucked her in the back today we'll chuck it over the barbie off you go boom appetizers with their own built-in little chew sticks only at Outback. That's right. It's already got, like, the, you know, pickup bits. How good is this? Fucking toothpicks. Fuck them. These are inbuilt. It's awesome. Today's Flame Grill take is 
CJ McCollum collapsed his own lungs so he doesn't get traded until he makes one last run for awesome IPAs and Voodoo Donuts in Portland only at Outback. It was pretty heartbreaking to read the stuff about CJ going, man, I got married here. We own a giant fucking place here. I love it. So yeah, so he would. I mean, <laughs> the problem is your team's not very good. All right, Australian Player Watch right after, let's say, this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch, let's do it. Today, Batty Thrills against the Mavs. Uh, hit a couple of big shots late. Was struggling early. Ends up 4 of 11 from the floor. 2 of 8 from 3, but he has 10 points. Uh, but sort of changed the tone of the game at different points with uh, working in combo with Harden and KD. Missed a corner three late that really would have uh, been a fucking big dagger, but also they wouldn't have been there without him. So great game from uh, Patty. Ends up with 10 points, four rebounds and two assists. Josh Green! Who's Josh Green in that same game against the Brooklyn Nits? Played seven minutes, did Greeny. He went one of one from the floor. What I tell you? He hasn't missed a shot all December. Two points, one steal for Greeny. You'll love to see it. And then big rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em Landale against the New York City Knickerbockers. Bloody huge. Oh, he was bloody huge. Five points, two or two. In three minutes, he went one of one from downtown. He was awesome. Came on, scored five points in like a minute 45. It was unreal. So ends up five points in three minutes. What a legend. Plus two. For a minute there, it's like they got it back down to 10. It was like a minute and a half to go. <laughs> I believe. I love it. Anyway, play jock. Hashtag free jock. Hashtag free greenie. You're killing me. All right, let's do a great moment in NBA Australia stat history, and then we'll fang through the rest of this show. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. All right, this one is the Nora Lunger Leviathan. Mark Bradking himself, former beloved Melbourne Tiger. Uh, back in 1996, you remember he was playing his single season for the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, 25 years ago today, or tomorrow I guess for uh, all uh, intents and purposes, he played against my beloved Seattle Supersonics. That's right. Fresh off their uh, NBA Finals run. They uh, came into Philly and I'll tell you what, they kicked the shit out of the Sixers. The Sixers were in fucking struggle town that year too. Uh, Kemp... The Rain Man at 21 and 15. Glove at 26 points, four assists, two steals. Big Smooth! Sam Perkins at 22 and 5. God, I love Sam Perkins. Detlef was crushing it. Oh, what a team they were. Uh, meanwhile, the four, the poor fucking 96, 97 Sixers, you had Allen Iverson, Jerry Stackhouse, uh, and they traded Sean Bradley for Derek Coleman. You might remember that. And they got absolutely fucking straight killed. That was 7-12 at this point, and they got belted 118-94 to 94, uh, in Philly by the Sonics. AI shot 4 of 17, 1-9 from downtown. He ends up with 12 points, 11 assists. Jerry Stackhouse wasn't too bad. He had 19. Derek Coleman, 80s way to 13-9. Classic Coleman. Uh, so the Norolunga Leviathan gets out there. Mark Bradke played almost five minutes. He went 1-4 from the sh- from the floor. It was amazing. He just went, oh, right, nah, fuck it, man. I'll just keep shooting. Because I think at that point, he, this was his eighth career NBA game 
and this was the second amount, second largest amount of shots he'd played, and literally the third longest he'd been on the court for, just under five minutes. So he ends up with two points and one rebound. Not bad, good size. Uh, in only his eighth NBA game, I mean, you'll take that. Yeah, they're crushing it. And I think you know the two points. I mean, it was his second highest scoring run in that eight minute, in those eight games as well. Because uh, look, I'll tell you what. They probably could have used a little bit more Mark Brecky, you know what I'm saying? Because they needed someone to throw that wood out there with AI and Jerry, Derek Coleman. The consummate professional Mark Brecky could have been used a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, they did fire their coach after that year because he was fucking horrible, Johnny Davis. And uh, Mark Brecky didn't go back for seconds. So either way, good one. 25 years ago against the Sonics, Mark Bradkey, two points, one rebound, and only his eighth NBA game. What a great moment it was. Paddy Mills Game Day Ball again to Twitter check in today. Josh Giddy retweeted uh, Cal Baptist's tweet about Taron Armstrong uh, getting to, what, 10 assists without a turnover. And Gids gave Taron some big ups as well. Best passer in college ball. Oh, you love it. Josh Giddy, not just great hair, but a great bloke. Uh, let's do the game previews for tomorrow, though. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's the dog going? Oh, it's just a late one today, isn't it? But are you looking after the squid all day? Ah, uh, he and I had a lot of fun. Chilling out. You know, watching some basketball. Going to the shops. Just dudes being bros. Guys being dudes. Hanging out. Bro chills. Love it. Ah, uh, we went one of three in the picks today. Bloody Boston. <laughs> and I actually changed my pick. I think I had money on the Knicks, and that was the one one of the other ones that hit. Uh, but we nailed the pick on the Nets from yesterday, I think which was minus two and a half. And then it very quickly got out to like minus three and a half. So we're lucky we got it in when we did. Uh, so one of three means we are 195 of 356 so far this season. So not bloody bad still. 13 games tomorrow, though. Jesus. The Sixers. Seven and a half point favorites in Charlotte again. Uh, I'm going to go the Sixers again here. I think we get another big and big game. Charlotte, look, they made a big, big run at this one. I just think Philly might have the answers this time, and they have the ultimate chess piece in Embiid, who just Charlotte have no answer for. So give me the Sixers minus seven and a half in Charlotte. Chicago go to Cleveland. Cleveland are two-and-a-half-point favorites against Chicago because they just keep losing dudes to COVID. I kind of just like Cleveland in this one because they're at home. You've got all the massive length and size of Jared Allen, Mobley, Larry Markinen, and the Bulls have Vooch. They've got Levine. I think Cleveland might have enough to actually win this. So give me the Cavs minus two-and-a-half. Didn't expect that, but here we are. The Detroit Basketball Pistons host the Washington Wizards. I think Washington win this, but I think it's a close one. Detroit are five and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take the five and a half points from Detroit. and uh, But I think Washington will just eke this one out. It'll be a bit of a shocker, but they get there. Cade versus Beal. I like this. Give me Detroit. Plus five and a half. Indy, they host the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. This is the old Reggie versus... Uh, Reggie versus Spike Bowl. Always a good one. The pace is four and a half point favorites at home. The Knicks on a back-to-back. What do you reckon? The Knicks having been in San Antonio go to Indianapolis tomorrow. I'm going to have to go the paces minus four and a half. I think the size of Sabonis, Turner and Co. just will be a bit too much. Milwaukee, hey, they go to Miami. Miami are just like 
Without butts, without bam, just no dice. Give me the Bucks minus five and a half in a heartbeat in Miami. Uh, they're going to run over the top of them. I think they're 11 and 0 when they're big three play, which is crazy. The Thunder! They go to Toronto. SGA, Giddy. Look, the Thunder play team's tough. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Yes, they lost by 73, but they were without their two best players. Give me the Thunder plus six and a half in Toronto. I think Toronto will win that, but OKC will just make it difficult. That's what they do. Speaking of which, Houston. It's the Harden Bowl. That's right, James Harden. Going back to the scene of the crime. Going back to Houston. Six and a half point underdogs are the Houston Rockets who have been fucking lighting it up. They are going to be missing a couple of players, though. No Jalen Green. Uh, six and a half, though. I think Houston give them a bit of a run for their money. Brooklyn... Look, their defense isn't good enough to really kick the shit out of some teams. And Houston, they're playing out of their skins. I think Brooklyn break the Houston win streak, but it's close. And Houston covered the six and a half. So give me Houston plus six and a half. KD will go off for a fucking shit ton of points though. Dallas, they go to Memphis. They're four and a half point underdogs, Dallas. Can they bounce back on a back-to-back against a Memphis team without Jar Morant, who are 5-0? and I say No. <laughs> but I'm going to take Dallas plus four and a half. I think they make this close. I think they lose, but it's close. Minnesota, they're eight and a half point underdogs against Utah at home. I'm taking the Wolves. I think, uh, oh, I just hate picking Minnesota literally ever, but eight and a half is probably just a few too many points for Minnesota at home. They should play Utah a bit tougher. What do you reckon? I don't know. Same goes for Denver at New Orleans. You can't trust New Orleans. Denver, they're two and a half point favorites with against the Pelicans in New Orleans. I mean, you've got my name is Jonas Valanciunas going up against the Joker. I think the Joker's going to towel him, and I think Denver might actually just pull out a sneaky win out of nowhere in this one. So give me the Denver Nuggets, minus two and a half. The Pelicans are a mess. They're a rabble. So give me Denver. Portland go to Golden State. As mentioned, Portland might not have a team, so I'm taking Golden State minus 14 and a half. This is going to be a belting. Steph is going to try to hit 16 threes in this to try to break Ray Allen's record. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Orlando, seven and a half point underdogs in Sacramento. I'm going to take that. Give me Orlando plus seven and a half just because I think Orlando will make that one a game. Sacramento, if anyone's going to blow it, it's them. (laughs) And away we go. And finally, Boston, stay in LA, back to back in LA. They play the Clippers. This is going to be a fascinating one. Clippers are three and a half point favorites. Boston on a back to back. I'm going to have to have the Clippers. I just wasn't convinced by that uh, Boston game today. So give me the Clippers minus three and a half. That is a lot of different uh, favorites and underdogs for you tomorrow. But there's 13 games, so it's going to happen. So he's hoping we uh, go okay. All right. And we'll wrap up a huge day for you tomorrow as well. That's what we do here in NBA Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so check us out. Twitter, Facey, IG. We're all over the socials. Smash NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up about the NFL. Uh, that'll be up later tonight. First thing tomorrow morning. We'll see how we go. Yeah, a bit late this week. What can you do? Gaz is traveling. Uh, Adam, uh, he's over there with World Wrestling Straya over on YouTube. Go check that out. He's wrapping up a big 12 months for all the Aussies in uh, World Wrestling. So go check that out on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well for all these good stuff. Check out NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Go on. I don't ask for too much, do I? Manscaped. Dot com. Use the code Straya, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Straya. Same at thedailyliquor.com. Get a free six-pack with the code Straya and Knowable. 20% off the Knowable app when you download it. Bang in the code Straya, get smarter today. 
Big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats. They're really good. And also to Joshua Delarenta's Fascinated Gold Mines, Ryan Shakalami, iOS, Dex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozer for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, heavy new tunes. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. All right, we'll finish up with a brand new Greenies Green Tips for a greener living with Josh Green. <laughs> or whatever it's called. And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? Go on, you better. And later, Hosanna! Oh, g'day, yeah, how are yous? It's Josh Greeny Green here uh, with Josh Greeny's Green Greeny Green Tips for a Greener Life with Josh Greeny Green or whatever we're calling this one. I'm just out here in the garden just giving you some green tips about a greener life and this week it's a really, really quick and simple one. Just look around you, look at this beautiful nature. Oh, I fucking love nature! Oh, it's so good! Oh, I just want to put some fucking manure on my garden. Anyway, uh, but today's green tip, very simple. Just, you know, egg cartons, just turn them into seed trays. That's all you need to do. Seed trays out of egg cartons. It's fucking sick using egg cartons as a fucking seed tray. It'll make your fucking garden awesome. Just say and do it! And there you go, so look, you know, quick smart, you'll have a great looking set of plants. Be beautiful. So there you go, that's a bit of a uh, Greenies Green Tips for a Greener Life with Josh Greeny Green for you for this week. I'll catch you next week.